Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in, pro wrestling fans. Here on a Saturday, it is time for the Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition. I am Ryan McKinnell holding it down here on this Saturday. And in for Mark Henry, we got the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. And Tommy, I'm really happy here to have you on this show, especially because we're 24 hours away from AEW Revolution and you are the innovator of violence. I'm expecting a lot of violence coming up in 24 hours. We got a exploding barbed wire match to talk about. We got a new champion in Bobby Lashley. We got hell, all the surprises in AEW and this bigger announcement than Paul White. How much bigger can it be? We had Shaq. Oh, so much to talk. Mystery opponents abound questions in the air so much excitement in the pro wrestling world and and oh yeah in this episode you're gonna get that full aew preview but tommy it is also a saturday after another great episode of friday night smackdown but tommy five weeks in a row roman reigns kicking off the show a lot of people are saying that roman reigns is going stale i don't know you know the deal relax sit back click play let's get it going on a saturday this is busting open Fight Nation on Sirius XM. Live from the Sirius XM studios in New York City, this is Busted Open. Your only destination for daily pro wrestling talk in the entire world. From the independent scene to the main event of WrestleMania, no one covers pro wrestling like Busted Open. Eddie Guerrero was busted open. Hot topics, breaking news, and interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. A show designed for the fan by the fan. Old school. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Meets new school. Busted open. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Live now. Yeah, let's go, pro wrestling fans. Here on a Saturday, it is time for the weekend edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm your Saturday host, Ryan McKinnell. And as always, as always, no, it's not the world's strongest man joining me, but as always, we have one of the best minds in professional wrestling joining us here on this Saturday. He's one of my favorites, and I haven't been able to talk to him well in about a month, so I'm very excited to welcome in the innovator of violence here on this Saturday, the one and only Tommy Dreamer. What's up, Tommy? Good morning, my friend. How are you? I am, man, I am lounging. I am wonderful. I am sitting here out in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, 
got my feet kicked up, got three hours with you, got an AEW Revolution pay-per-view that we're going to be getting to, got SmackDown to review. And on the tip of uh, AEW Revolution, can I just say, Tommy, it's really nice having a pay-per-view once every quarter or so and having that natural build. I'm just, I'm very much... Uh, 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 very much excited, very much looking forward to in 24 hours having this pay-per-view. It's a stacked card. I'm looking forward about talking about it, but the, the anticipation, the build, I've enjoyed it, Tommy. I agree. It's um, it's because it's different. It's something that we haven't experienced in a long, long time for, you know, an impact. There's uh, a pay-per-view or a, yep. a big show once a month. Same with WWE. It's once a month with uh, AEW. They have these big two night almost like pay-per-view theme shows so nxt's does the same thing too where it's these you know big two night spectaculars uh but yeah it'll be very very interesting card is stacked uh tony khan has everybody dangling on <laughs> chomping at the bit of who this mystery person will be and uh on top of a match that you will probably we'll never see again and haven't been seen in a long time uh an exploding barbed wire death match you see i don't know if you caught a uh, omega last night but he released some very deadpool-esque <laughs> like yeah stick figure crayon drawings of what we can expect from this uh barbed wire death match and tommy it uh for lack of better phrasing looks batshit <laughs> yeah uh i liked how they explained it i mean even in aew having onita Mm -hmm. uh putting the final touches on it it's uh they've built this very 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 the anticipation mm -hmm. and that's what this type of match is it's the built-in anticipation because you know uh that this thing is going to blow up at a certain time and when you say blow up it's not blow up in your face it's uh it's not blow up. going it's to not, explode it's not blow up in your lungs it's yeah it's potentially taking limbs or fingertips or whatever the case may be yeah that uh onita showing up on wednesday was absolutely awesome uh, it was the only mention of the death match and i thought it accomplished exactly what it was supposed to plenty of AEW Revolution talk coming your way, fans, here on a Saturday, 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. Y'all know the damn deal. But before we get into AEW, Tommy, I do want to take a look back at the show that just happened a few hours ago on Friday night, Friday night SmackDown, with another solid show. But Tommy, Tommy, I, I, you know it's pro wrestling. You know how these fans are, and you know how the nation is. For the fifth week, I believe, in a row, Roman Reigns kicking off the action, more or less, part of the first segment. Daniel Bryan promo uh, leads the show. It's a little shaky, I thought. Uh, it was fine. It was just, it wasn't Daniel Bryan's best work. And then out comes Roman Reigns, and he is starting the show again. And, and Tommy... I saw a lot of people comment commenting. I saw a lot of people, uh, you know, bringing up the fact that this is getting stale. That uh, that 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 it's too much reigns. That 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 it's just it, 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 undeniably great work from Roman Reigns. We're just seeing too much of it. Uh, you're the legend. You're the innovator of violence, man. Is is Roman Reigns wearing thin? No. And uh, thin is never in my or Bully Ray's vernacular. Or, or my. So. Um, <laughs> I got to tell you, for people who say that, yes, you're entitled to your own opinion. First of all, remember when Roman Reigns left because he had cancer. 
And we never got to see, we thought we may never get to see this man again. And we've been witnessing some of his greatest work. I watched SmackDown and I normally watch television the next day, but I watched SmackDown because I had to talk about it today. I thoroughly, like I do every week, enjoyed SmackDown. And then I also noted I'm 33 minutes in before I'm seeing wrestling and I'm still invested. Yeah. Uh, I personally loved Daniel Bryan's promo. Okay. Because it told the story and he's correct. And if you think about Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan is, has become a polarizing figure. And he's a guy who can literally turn anything into money. There's not a lot of talents that could do that. We love you so much. We love you so much. We turn you heel. We hate you so much. We hate you so much. We turn you babyface. <laughs> he has gotten over everything that's been put in front of him. And his promo last night was real. And that <clears throat> test that he talked about is true. WWE does stuff like that or did stuff like that for their hiring process. They have, there was a, a, a one point where you were given also a psychological evaluate, evaluation test to see where you are in the world, I guess. I have no clue. And all these different things to look to see if this person is, they're going to hire you. And if that is true that he tested that low and then how he turned it all around. And then if you think about it, yeah, um, you know, I don't know if it was me and you or, if, oh, it was me and Dave where we we're talking about if people want to say, because we we're talking about the old school wrestling magazines and the old school rankings. If you want to talk about who's the greatest current champion, you can literally for the month or even still for this year, because we're still into it. Who defended the title the most? And uh, Daniel Bryan said, I've wrestled for the last three weeks uh, or, or all this time. They've wrestled three times this year, I think he said, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the effect of it. <clears throat> and that is, wow, this guy is correct. This guy, and, and for, if you're in, this is how it used to be. There'd be, and fans kind of started noticing this. You have all these guys who are your workhorses and it's like they're pulling the cart and then here comes WrestleMania season and then they would plug in whoever. And a lot of those guys who carried the shows, and I'm talking live events. I'm talking about, this is more so when there was a lot more part-time players Yeah, and there was animosity in the locker room that never was played out on television, but that is real. That's, you know, that's the football player who's been grinding uh, the entire season. You get to the Super Bowl and then you just say, hey, man, just block. Uh, we're not going to hand you the ball. We're just going to you just got to block for, for this dreamer guy. a dreamer. It's it's punk getting linked up with Triple H when he didn't you know, want that to happen. It's Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Right. On some level, getting put to open the show when clearly, by all objective measure, I was at the Festival of Friendship here in Vegas. That was one of the best bits of storytelling for the months that it went on, culminating in that moment, leading to WrestleMania that I can remember over the last 10 years, and they absolutely got shafted. So I know that there is that 
that idea that you don't see it on TV. And it is, but I mean, now that the time has passed, we've heard enough about it. We, we understand certainly where you where the, where the talent, where, where that history lies. And I understand it's not a perfect world, but it's as to what you said, there is kind of that understood truth about what Daniel Bryan was saying. last night. Absolutely. And again, when people saying things are stale or, or mm-hmm. it's too much, you got to ride this character and for as long as it takes because if you remember when roman reigns was a baby face everyone was clamoring for him to turn heel and when's he going to turn heel when's he turn heel then he finally does and it's just like wow this is the best work that he's ever had think of when hulk hogan and hulkamania was running wild how long people like, ah, this is horse shit. Ah, this, you know, he's got to do something. He's got to turn heel. He didn't turn heel in WWE. He turned heel in WCW. So that entire WWE career, mm. he ran as a babyface. And then for all your naysayers and all that stuff, when you have live events and when you had people in the stands, you would see their reactions every time Hulk Hogan hulked up. It wasn't this booze or like we don't believe in this anymore you saw it it was real i i was a part of it it was still organic Mm -hmm. and those were your like this was when it was just newsletter people like or or that scuttlebutt or or yahoo chat groups and all that stuff now because of social media you could literally say hey there's one person uh i hate your hat today you got to change your hat and then if everyone just starts saying change your hat change your hat change your hat eventually you're going to bow down to that pressure. Um, But I would run this. There's still so many layers of this and of Roman Reigns, and it could continue. It's very, very intriguing going into WrestleMania that, hey, again, everything that Daniel Bryan said was 100% correct. And when there's truth to it, you got to see where they go with it. And Tommy, I just have to jump in here because that kind of struck a nerve with me. Because over the past couple of years, every time they have a biggest storyline and they take the direction where they'll start putting it every single week, doesn't it get redundant in a sense? Like, for me, I would say that for Roman to gather more heat, it would be better off if they just let him do videos, like just quick vignettes where we don't see Roman. So too much TV time, essentially, Andre, leading the show? for me, yeah, I think Roman has too much TV time. I think he should, he should say that he's the head of the family. Like, let him be far away from SmackDown. Say, hmm. I am greater than SmackDown. Wouldn't that generate more heat for him? Yeah, Tommy, what do you think about that? Because when, when Andre says something like that, my immediate response is, well, it's Friday and it's Fox and Fox wants what it wants. So <laughs> let's be real here. Uh, I remember, and this isn't a knock on anybody, but I remember talking with the talent and there was, there's a big difference when John Cena's on these live events and he's not. And what that means it's attendance. And what that means it's in my paycheck mm-hmm. because the more that there's fans in attendance, the more you would get paid as a wrestler for working these live events. I understand there's been no live events in a year with Roman Reigns, man. No, I don't, I don't think it, I don't feel it because I've been watching wrestling since I was nine years old. And I, Tommy Dreamer, who's also a wrestler for 31 years, I watched SmackDown like it was 
the Mandalorian last night. I was invested in words. I was invested for 32 minutes of my time. I wasn't on the, my lap, my uh, tablet playing Candy Crush. <laughs> I was just <laughs> watching what these two guys were talking about. Yeah. And I loved when Daniel Bryan flubbed his words. You know why I loved it? Because there was no fans in attendance to say, you effed up, you effed up. How many times I get paid, you get paid to talk on the radio and we mess up. <laughs> it's true. Because, it, you know, people expect perfection. Wow. It's not going to happen all the time. And again, it makes it real. Uh, Garrett Cole, uh, greatest, uh, most high, highest paid pitcher. Uh, the guy will, guys will get hits off of him. He'll walk somebody, even though he's the best at what he does. It's okay that he walks somebody. If he starts losing, that's a whole other different story. 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. I want to hear from you, Nation. I want to hear about if Roman Reigns is getting stale. Don't let Tommy scare you. Bring that same energy from social media. I personally love getting yelled at. I grew up in a yelly family. I can take it. I do want to hear. Bust out the Mountain Dew, code red, right? Get the N64 controllers out. You got NWO, WCW, Revenge on the screen, or I don't know. You got the old LJN figures in the tub and some Tiger, your sister's Tiger Beat magazine strewn about the bathroom. I don't know. But what I do know is I want to hear from us, the fans. Is Roman Reigns getting stale? Is it what Andre said? Maybe sparse it out, keep a, keep Roman a little bit off television, make him special. I'm going to tell you this. I subscribe to what dreamers said. This isn't reinventing the wheel, all right? This isn't Citizen Kane. This isn't a Paul Thomas Anderson film. This isn't There Will Be Blood or the Coen Brothers. This is professional wrestling. And when you have someone like Roman Reigns doing generational talent, you keep on it. You keep the pedal to the metal. You make it what it is, and that's compelling television. When you have someone who's delivering like Roman Reigns is, you lean into it, especially when you're heading into uh, a WrestleMania season. All right, as we head into WrestleMania season, as we get closer on the road to WrestleMania, we still got plenty more here on Busted Open to break down. When we come back, we're going to uh, we're gonna break down SmackDown a little bit more, still get a little bit more into Roman Reigns, and as the show progresses, of course, we are 24 hours away from AEW Revolution. We still got to get Tommy's thoughts on what we saw on Wednesday night with Shaquille O'Neal. Plenty more coming your way here on a Saturday. Don't you go anywhere. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we are back, Busted Open Nation. Here on a Saturday, I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is the one and only innovator of violence. Tommy Dreamer in for Mark Henry, and this is Busted Open. Okay, all right. I went to break saying mystery opponent. Well, I mean, there is like a mystery opponent happening thing at AEW Revolution in 24 hours, but that's not what I was referencing. I was referencing Paul White's announcement about the newest mystery signee of AEW. Tommy Dreamer, the professional wrestling world, is in a frenzy in 24 hours. We are hopefully going to find out who that signee is. AEW president and owner Tony Khan was on Busted Open earlier this week. He spoke with our fearless leader, Dave LaGreca. And, uh, well, 
had some nuggets to drop. For those that missed it, you're about to hear from it. And when we come back, Tommy and I are about to dive into, well, who this mystery signee could possibly be. Because as well, most of you know by now, it is absolutely dominating the pro wrestling world. This is Tony Khan earlier this week on Busted Open. I'm going to tell you, I'll say one thing. It's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. I uh, tipped this on unrestricted. I tipped the gender as a male. It's, uh, he's coming. He's going to do great things for us. He's committed. He's going to sign a contract on Sunday at Revolution on pay-per-view. And we're going to have all these great matches. And also we'll have this big news coming out of the show. I think it's going to be really cool. There you go. Tony Khan on Busted Open yesterday. Make sure if you missed that conversation, which I don't think many of you did because I know how loyal the Busted Open Nation is. But if you did, go back up on the SiriusXM app, search Busted Open, listen to that entire uh, uh, conversation with Tony Khan. It was a good one. That was Friday's episode of Busted Open. Tommy, you heard it there. I know you heard it yesterday. The nation's heard it now. Uh, Everyone's heard it by now. Paul White making the announcement on Wednesday. Tony Khan stopping by yesterday. The wording he used, Tommy, very interesting. Very interesting. If we're going by wording, because I think Paul kind of had to correct himself, Hall of Fame caliber. Right. Which would mean he's not in the Hall of Fame. Ding, ding, ding. So that eliminates a few guys. We all have thought uh, male before uh, Tony um, had given away that it is a male. Right. So if we're thinking we're, we're crazed pro wrestling fans, we're hanging on this loop. We also got, then got to go from what, cause we're putting pieces together of, of a mystery. Uh, then we have to go to uh, Tony Khan, one of his favorite wrestlers of all time, Tony Khan, gigantic ECW fan. I'm not leaning towards an ECW wrestler. I'm my first thought would be I'm going to go and this is nothing on anybody. Okay. I'm going to go from biggest star you could possibly acquire. Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, Batista, Rob Van Dam, Christian, That would be top five right there of non-Hall of Famers. I had thought, and he's also not here, and he had said that he wants to have one more match. Maybe he signed Mark Henry, but Mark Henry's a Hall of Famer. So that has eliminated Mark Henry. So I have five in, I mean, a lot of people are saying, hey, Dreamer, it's you, and it's not me. I'm not that person. I'll take myself off that rumor table. I don't like to lie or deceive people i'm not uh i'm not the guy well which which will then make everyone say that i am the guy but i'm not cm punk uh said the same thing 100 not me tried to shut that down batista said something to the effect of you know we got to redefine what retirement means in this realm of professional wrestling because apparently when you tell someone you're retired, it doesn't mean squat. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what uh, Batista said. Tommy, I'm, I'm going to say this as we get into this conversation about the mystery signee, um, because it is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's unquestionably one of these things that the pro wrestling world is talking about it. You saw it on social media. I mean, it's it's got people into a frenzy. I'll say this. It can't be half of those names you just mentioned. And that's going to sound so bad. Why? In my opinion, it can't be Christian. 
Uh, it can't be RVD. And I love Christian and I love RVD. I, I'm a big Rob Van Dam fan. A lot, really for a lot of the stuff he did outside the cage. First time I heard about Rob Van Dam, he was on the cover of High Times. He was an advocate for, for marijuana and yes. he did stuff. He did stuff outside of the ring that I really respected. I'm a big Rob Van Dam fan, but the point I'm trying to make here, Tommy, is you have now set this up in such an, a massive way. It, you have Paul White. Here, here, here's, here's optics for you. You don't, or excuse me, you announce Paul White, which I thought was a huge mistake at the time. I wanted to see Paul White come out. I wanted it to be a surprise. I wanted it to be, I wanted to pop, right, Tommy Dreamer? But maybe this name is so big, and, and as we get into it, I, I think it kind of has to be, that you feel comfortable announcing Paul White to announce the name that you're going to be signing. So what I'm getting at, Tommy, is that this has been set up in such a large way. It's been talked about in such a big way. The anticipation is so large. If it's anything other than a CM Punk or a Brock Lesnar, or a, and then, then we get into real rarefied air. Like I, That's what I'm expecting. If it isn't something on that level, I, I got to be honest, Tommy, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Well, that's why I'm saying, listen, there's a lot of wrestlers out there. Uh, again, taking the Hall of Famer, you know, credentials out that eliminated Kurt Angle, that eliminated Mick right. Foley. I'm, t I'm thinking like, you know, I don't. It he straight up said Hulk Hogan will never work in AEW, which uh, is and fine. Yeah. Or, or I agree. Yeah, and it's also got to be someone who's going to be active. Mm -hmm. um, I said I, I don't. I wouldn't be disappointed. You think about Christian. Christian's return was as big as last year's Edge's return. We haven't seen Christian. Yeah. Um, Christian lives in Florida. Could it be Christian? I hope it is. Christian has left the WWE universe before. Did some great things. Yep. Um, it has to be someone who's going to be an active in-ring competitor. The fact that Brock, someone had, because uh, this has so many different levels, somebody had sent a screen cap that Brock Lesnar is no longer on WWEshop.com uh, and was like literally they said taken off today. So if it is Brock Lesnar, you're going to see some big-ass matches, and then I'm saying to myself, Brock versus who? It could be anybody, but it's Brock okay. versus Brock versus the world, Tommy. Yeah. Brock versus AEW. Well, Brock versus Kenny Omega. Everyone would be one who's going to yeah. be that spokesperson uh, right. for Brock. There, there's so many different CM Punk saying, I believe CM Punk saying that it's not. I, do. I, yeah, do. I do too. I do too. Um, I know I tried to get CM Punk to come to impact wrestling and he was offered. I kind of messed up the deal because <laughs> uh, I offered him a million dollars for one match. And it was a million dollars for four matches, but I just told a million dollars. So they were kind of happy that he said no. Um, but it was like, hey, man, I can get you a million dollars. And he was just like, uh, kind of not interested in pro wrestling. Right now. And I'm friends with the guy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, it's pretty cool that you could know that you can make millions of dollars whenever you want. Yep. So <clears throat> he's happy in his life. I don't think he, but like, you know, when I'm, again, I'm talking about punk. It's he loves professional wrestling because I still talk to him about professional wrestling. It's just yeah. he's doing different things and he doesn't need that. Um, so you just got to think of 
yeah, it could be if it's Brock. Wow, the business is definitely changing. And this is the times where we all um, think about the Attitude Era, where it was like, and I said this, the big show signing is such a big deal. And people are like, oh, this, this, that, all negative. And I was like, no, man, you have no clue. Because now that the world is opening up, it's going to, you think about before the pandemic where everybody was signed, everybody was getting signed. WWE just signed a boatload of people to the PC Center, their yep. largest recruitment. A lot of names that already were established other places. Then you have... Uh, people's contracts coming up. If there's other viable options, then it's like, hmm, I may have to try to keep these because if the ratings keep going the way they are, I have to keep these people. I literally have to keep these people. There was people making half a million dollars a year to sit home, not even sitting, catering, just to sit home. When did you? Uh, when did you offer Punk? I'm going back to that CM Punk uh, nugget you I, dropped about the million. You I don't remember when that was. No. Um. But him, listen, him and I, we we have an awesome relationship, awesome friendship. And it's just like, you know, hey, you want this? And yeah. it's just like, eh. it's just like me sending him uh, a random video clip or me you know, us talking about different stuff. Let me ask you this. As we fantasy book. It's like me uh, sending you a picture of a bulldog. <laughs> hey, you which want a million dollars, Ryan? <laughs> which, which I which I always do appreciate. And yes, I would I would take that million dollars, Tommy. I would take twenty dollars. I would take a <laughs> breakfast right now with as hungry as I am. But uh, listen, don't want to get too sidetracked. Uh, fantasy booking, as we talk about Lesnar and Punk, you, you talked about the you know offering Punk a deal at Impact and all that. If you were at AEW, if you were Tony Khan, if you were you know three months ago and you had ten million dollars to spend. Right. Whatever the case may be, whatever the, the number is that we're talking about in this signee. I'm just for 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 the sake of discussion, you had your druthers between Brock Lesnar and CM Punk to have this signing beat. Which one are you taking? Oh, yeah, I can, I don't even know if I know an answer because the 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 setup there is pretty obvious. The world's potentially best pro wrestler of the last 10 years. Certainly one of the, it's not even debatable in terms of the fan favorite love that CM Punk has. He's been away. He he's been away for a long time. There's that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And then there is the commodity, the beast incarnate, the crossover star, the, the man that needs no introduction in just the absolute powerhouse and Brock Lesnar. I mean, they're both massive, 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 massive draws. Um, Lesnar, a bigger pay-per-view draw established from the UFC. I don't think there's any question. Punk may be the bigger draw in terms of the entire pro wrestling world. I don't even know. That's why I asked you. Punk is also the anti-hero. Yeah. And I think for that AEW audience would fit in. Here's, uh, listen, Tony Khan has, I don't want to, I don't know, but I believe he has endless reserve. Basically. Um, Punk did the UFC thing and was a draw for that, even a draw and loss. Yeah. Um, Punk, if I, you're asking me a straight up opinion, yep. I pick Punk. Do you know why? Because Punk can not only walk the walk, he could talk the talk. I don't know if Brock, without Paul Heyman, Interesting. can talk that talk. Um, also, Paul to massage some of the things that would probably piss Brock off. 
because Paul was doing like real life managing. I'm also probably behind the scenes as well. And who are you going to put with Brock to cut those promos? Not saying that Brock can't talk, but there's this presence about Brock and Brock is silent, but deadly. So is it going to be, you then put Brock with Taz, then Taz is going to look like a bite off of Mm. Paul. Yeah. It's a great point. There, there's so many different ways. Like, I don't know. I really don't know unless uh, we've seen him being a heel figure in impact Tony Khan, but I don't think that would work well in your own company. Yeah. I don't know how that so, would work. It's a, I mean, but Hey, you're asking me, I would pick punk over Brock. All right. And Just I like the reason punk can, can talk and wrestle. And I'm not saying that Brock can't, but I just like, I think punk is a perfect fit for AEW. And I like what you said about the anti-hero part. He fits the mold of what AEW is in the last year and a half and kind of their vision. And, and, uh, Andre said, Andre chimed in via the chat here. He said, punk is Deadpool. I like that comparison as well. There's a, there's a lot of versatility there. Good problem to have. Good problem to have. Obviously we're talking about it. The buzz is there. AEW revolution is just 24 hours away. And yeah, there's death matches to talk about in tag team championships, but, but a lot of the attention and a lot of that gaze and focus is on this mystery signee. So when we come back with the mystery signee in mind, I'm going to make a little pivot to the old rundown. Yeah. I'm making an executive decision. I want to burn through some of these calls i see a full full uh phone bank tommy and they are all aew hello everyone this is bruce murray and i'd love you to join me on my podcast going long where every week we talk to the sports stars themselves like nfl hall of famer brett Favre. i was probably better at baseball than i was football and the people that love them like tv legend george went i thought about changing to be a cup fan as a career move and sports casting icon linda cohen i never thought i'd still be doing it at this point in time you can listen to going long every thursday on the sirius xm app and wherever you get your podcasts we are back i am ride mckittle that is tommy dreamer this is Busted open here on a Saturday. AEW Revolution is just 24 hours away. Tommy Dreamer still hasn't seen the Princess Bride. The professional wrestling world is up in arms. It's absolutely disgusting. It's an affront to all things that we hold dear. Tommy Dreamer, what's the matter with you? Uh, Like I said, don't like Renaissance movies. I have seen clips of it. I've seen Andre's performance. Mm. Uh of it it used to literally be on when i was younger on i think like tbs i think once a day and i just didn't really feel it's, i don't like that stuff i it's remember the, it's some, the roadhouse it's the roadhouse yeah of movies. i remember some weird thing this was also uh what was the uh space balls with yogurt and uh may the Schwartz be with you. That was like the two movies that were always on. But I remember also seeing like this, like weird pimply face goblin in this movie as well. Yeah. It's Billy uh, Crystal. It was amazing. It's an eighties classic. Okay. Well, I'll eventually watch it next time it's on TV. (laughs) Dude just turned 50. He's one of the greatest professional wrestling minds in the world. Innovator of violence, Tommy dreamer still hasn't seen on listen i think probably because i'm a wrestling purist and andre was in a green outfit as opposed to a singlet and going so i just probably just hated it from back then well now i think we're taking a deep dive into your psyche and i can actually appreciate that you were such a purist that you refused to watch andre in this different setting 
Did you see uh, Andre <laughs> as Bigfoot in the Six Million Dollar Man? No, no. Uh-huh. See, now you want to go oh, back. Really, you want to compare like iconic roles, the Six Million Dollar Man to Princess Bride? Tommy, there's a he reason had, Princess Bride was he on. He had once a recurring a role twice. He was on the show. Well, there's an there are iconic performances, and then there's the six million. Did you man. take a girl no to disrespect. go see No Holds Barred on Valentine's Day? No, you didn't. Uh, no, but I got my first kiss uh, sneaking a twenty piece chicken nugget with a sweet and sour and a supersized fry and a supersized Coke into Avita in 1997. That has so, nothing to do with wrestling. Well, I mean, wrestling. I got a, what's I got, that? That's Madonna I, movie. Yeah, I got my first tongue kiss. So, yeah. that poor woman. Thanks, Casey. Casey Underly, shout out Casey. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Never, that you remember ne- her. Never forget, Tommy. I'm sure it's, your wife will. I'm sure you're hopefully your wife's still asleep. Dude, I've, been, I've been married. I've been married 13 years. And also you just got, I mean, look at me, look at this fucking face, Tommy dreamer. You got to take your wins when you can get them. Never. I remember, I remember every, every nice thing that was ever done for me. So thank you, Casey. Oh man. That was not a, an Avenue. Mm-hmm. I expected to go down. Did she say you tasted like sweet and sour sauce after that? <laughs> I probably, I mean, what the years 93 to 99, I think there was an 80% chance. If you kissed me, there was a, I was going to be tasting like sweet and sour sauce. My Condiment, first, I mean, my come on. first uh, kiss, I went in for the big one, felt it, it was going to happen. And then we clanged teeth because neither of us knew how to kiss. Well, that's beautiful. And both sold it like, Oh, I think I'm bleeding. Wasn't the best. I've, I, I envision your, uh, your, high school upbringing on the East coast. I relate everything to the eighties or seventies movies like animal house, whatever the case might be. I get very fast times vibes from you, Tommy dreamer. Uh, I was, I was very, very, I was popular. I was friends with everybody. Yeah. You seem like an uh, affable guy. Yeah. I was, you know, I was, uh, yeah, I I was a Guido man. I was, I was a Guido. I was like guns. If guns was cool. (laughs) Line of the fucking day. Let's go. All right. We are heading out to the busted open nation here. Going to follow up on all that mystery, uh, signy talk at AEW and AEW revolution talk. Let's get it going. Starting with Eric in Maryland. What's up, Eric? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Good, good. I, I just wanted to talk about uh, what I think is going to happen on Sunday night with the guest. Uh, now, who I like the guest person to be is uh, Kurt Angle, Ray Mysterio, Brock Lesnar. I know they got a huge bang when they came out. But more likely, probably nice to be somebody like Andrade or Alistair Black because WWE ain't doing nothing with them. <laughs> All right. I appreciate the call, Eric. Eric, very Eric, very pumped up here on a Saturday, which we love, which we love. Uh, Tommy, I'll say this about Alistair Black and Ray Mysterio. Um, or even like an angle uh, angle. I would. Okay. Angle. I would be cool with, and I think that would be great. It would also though, give me on some level, some TNA uh, 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 slash impact vibes of, of that era. And that's okay. But we've seen sting already. We've seen, I want this to be again, someone huge. And I want it to be someone like a Paul Wake, Paul white, something that's really going to swerve us. Something that's really going to uh, 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 get us to pay attention because I mean, that's essentially what has been promised, but I like the excitement, Eric. And I like the, you know, the names you're throwing around because that's, what's cool. As we're 24 hours away from AEW revolution, anything is on the table and the possibilities are endless. And that's really when professional wrestling is the best. Next up, Sam in Cleveland. What's up, brother? How you doing, Sam? Good morning, brothers. How are you? Good morning, Sam. Hey, guys. Like, uh, Tommy hit in the nail right there. I would really like to see CM Punk in AEW. He will swerve, like Brian said, like that rebel guy that left the WWE. 
And man, like I don't understand people like being mad about Roman Reigns. This guy is like the Samoan homelander. Uh, like <laughs> you cannot get tired of a guy like that. This guy is like he's his money. That's what he is. Like in the new Apollo Cruz, I dig in it. I I wasn't sure about the Nigerian accent, but like what he gonna bring to the table now? He's out there. People gonna know who he is now for real. And the work that Daniel Bryan is doing, guys, like it's not down for me. Uh, it's my favorite show the week after NXT, I guess. But like, I I really enjoyed wrestling this week. It was amazing. Thank you guys for taking my call. Good stuff, Sam. Good stuff. And as, as Sam kind of inadvertently teases weekly winner coming up here in a half an hour, where Tommy and I give you the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. Tommy, I'm glad that we're here for a weekly winner because you can't pick a pay per view this week for weekly winner. So you're going to have, you're going to have to call <laughs> me out. Down. You remember yeah, you're, that you're going to have to, you're going to have to hunker down and you're going to have to pick one of these weekday shows and actually pick something. I already, not got, a paper. I already got one. Right, and for our right. caller that called in, uh, it can't be Kurt angle. Cause he's a hall of famer. Yeah, that's true. But that goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. That is assuming that we're taking Tony Khan at his word and we're being literal about the wording. I mean, he could be swerving us. This is pro wrestling. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't I watched, think. I, okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I think if you say we've hired a Hall of Famer, it has that has a total other implications because then everyone's going to be going through: is it Mark Henry? Is it Kurt Angle? Is it uh, I don't know whoever? As opposed to a Hall of Fame caliber, because yeah, he corrected well, himself. That yeah, he did. He did. And that but, correction was: don't say a Hall of Famer. But maybe that's because he he's trying to sort of I don't know. I, I like all I come to saying, I watched that video that we released yesterday of Mark and 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 Dave and Tony Khan. And I'm I haven't talked to Mark. I haven't talked to Mark since uh, last week when we had the connection issues and I got booted off my show. Thanks, Cox Cable and Dave LaGreca had to swoop in like Superman and save the show. Uh, so I haven't talked to Mark, but I mean, he's not on the show today. <laughs> He was on the show yesterday talking with Tony. I'm sitting there looking. I'm trying to like read his face. I'm trying to like listen to every word. There's a part of me that thought it could have potentially been Mark Henry, especially because of his relationship to Paul and Paul goes over there and the, 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 well, I would have never expected that sort of angle. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe. It's years of abuse as a pro wrestling fan, Tommy. My mind's all twisted. Yeah. Listen, I don't think, um, you know, WCW was, infamous for like bait and switch i think nowadays you're more transparent and you don't want if you start working fans or working people they you lose that loyalty with your brand so it's it's a much different era and i think uh tony is very very honest with the fan base and he is bridging uh, all companies. So uh, I'm going from my list from what Paul White said. Yeah, non Hall of Famer, and I I think that we'll we'll we got one more day to figure this out, and it's great that everyone's talking about it. I'm just uh, giving my opinion based on the parameters because if I'm if this is me, I'm Tony Khan, and I'm out there, I'm gonna say I signed a Hall of Famer. Because I think, listen, if you're a fan and you like baseballs, a baseball is worth more if it says Hall of Fame on it. 
just like a football or a jersey, that inscription. If I said I'm signing somebody who is Hall of Fame caliber, it's pretty big as well because the speculation, I mean, Brock's not in the Hall of Fame. Christian's right. not in the Hall of Fame. Rob Van Dam, uh, CM Punk, all these people who should be. Batista was going to be in the Hall of Fame, but that Hall of Fame hasn't happened. So, and, and when you put it out there, like this is going, like you said, it better be big. Yep. Um, I remember when Dixie Carter said she has, you know, signed somebody that's going to change the thing. And it was me. And then there was backlash because people were like, oh, it's Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. And I was just like, well, to be honest, I helped write the last two TVs and the ratings went up. And oh, by the way, I wrote a pay-per-view, which was at the time up until Slammiversary this year, the largest grossing pay-per-view that company ever produced. And I wrote that. And so that's the that but Tommy, that's that the company. Yeah. And da- Tommy, that's the danger of making those big proclamations because the, that dreamer signing is great. It's awesome. People would have popped. It's fucking, but the, but when you start getting people's hopes up, they start Correct. thinking illogically. And then you're like, Oh, well, uh, Vince McMahon's going to sell his company and he's going to come and do the evil Vince corporation gimmick over. Like what, 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 what are you doing? No, well, they like, purposely built it up. I mean, you had yeah. the big show say, and like you said, big show coming out there is big, but he came yes. out there to deliver the news yeah. That he they have signed somebody and he was like, This is really big. And then Tony Khan comes on our show and says, yep. This is one of his favorite wrestlers of all time. So okay, it, it can't be. I know he, he also likes like me, like older wrestling. He's not no offense to the guy gonna bring out Austin Idol. Nope. Because then it's gonna be like, Are you kidding me? Nothing against Austin Idol, but you know, you're an older man that we want to see this is what the fans are clamoring for. We've been clamoring for Punk's return. We've been clamoring for Brock's return. Brock saying, you know, he's not in WWE anymore, not in uh, under contract. We know Punk's not under contract. Even Batista, when Batista was against the WWE for all that stuff, but apparently those fences were mended last year when he was going to go into Hall of Fame, but then there's been no Hall of Fame. I mean, Batista, listen, Batista going to AEW would be gigantic news as well. Producer Andre throws this in here. How about Japan guys like Naito? Okay. Um, Okay. Andre, I love that idea from the standpoint. Hey, I would love the idea of Naito showing up, Okada showing, literally anyone showing up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to love it. But it's, again, it goes back to the promise, Tommy, you promise hall of fame worthy talent. This is, you know, you have Paul white come out and make the announcement. Naito comes out. No one. And uh, this Say, is not, yes. yeah, yeah no one's going to signed. Uh, right. I feel Okada or Tanahashi gigantic stars in Japan. Yep. Gigantic stars in the wrestling industry, yep. but from their stuff in Japan, if you brought out Okada or Tanahashi, the people would be like, this was your big announcement. You'd be screwed. And then you're hurting what your credibility with your yep. fan base. Yep. That And that is, I listed five big ones who I'm satisfied with five. You're talking like crazed pro wrestling fan where it's like, it has to be Brock <laughs> or CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah. It To me, I gave you five big ones. Yeah. And those are, I'm satisfied enough because all those guys would be uh, big, big involvement and big players for that company. 
let's talk about this real quick um, because it, this is kind of interesting as we talk about these unveils and, you know, Shaq showing up on Wednesday. So much of the conversation is, you know, this isn't what AEW promised, right? We were promised a sports-centric version of AEW where, where wins and losses matter, where we have weigh-ins, and it, and it feels like a big fight feel. First double or nothing is in Las Vegas. They have the weigh-ins. MJF gets thrown out. All those things that happen. The announcement happens at the MGM Grand Pool, uh, package pile driver from the Lucha Brothers to the Young Bucks. I mean, I was there. We all saw it. It was, it was the, the, the birth of AEW. Now here we sit, mystery signings. Paul White shows up, Sting shows up, getting very WCW uh, feels. Um, all that's happening. I, 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 I get what people are saying, Tommy, when people talk about this isn't what we were promised, but it's not like we're not having some of the best pro wrestling on TV. It's not like Ray Phoenix didn't just wow us a couple weeks ago. It's not like we're getting one pay-per-view every quarter, or it's not not like. like We're seeing a lot of the things that we wanted restored in professional wrestling. Not a multitude of belts, long-term storytelling, quarterly pay-per-views, right? I understand that the celebrity side Signings, Tommy, isn't what you know some people want, and it, it maybe it's a little too uh, a, a little too mainstream. I, I don't really know, but here's how about a flip side of this? How about everything I've set up in terms of the quarterly pay per views, and there are these matches that we don't usually get, and it is a restoration on some level of the professional wrestling we love. How about the fact, Tommy, that we have another organization that can draw Shaquille freaking O'Neal to a ring in a partnership with TNT because that new professional wrestling organization is on a network like TNT? They're pulling the stars. They're spending the money. They're creating that competition. I know it's not what AEW promised, but I got to be honest, Tommy, a year and a half ago, two years ago, the fact if you would have told me we'd be sitting here two years from now, I wouldn't even be mad at it because not only are you doing something in regards to pieces that we've missed in terms of the things that I love about pro wrestling, you're doing some things that the WWE was really great at and you're matching them just two years into your existence. I think that's a great thing. Uh, I said this to Bully, I watch a lot of television. Uh, do you know when TNT has their, hey, this is TNT spot, and they'll show LeBron James dunking a basketball. They will show uh, Charles Barkley and Shaq from inside the NBA. They will show whatever shows they have. And when they go to AEW, know who their face of AEW is? Sting with the audio soundbite, Sting has returned to TNT. When you're dealing with executives and networks, they want recognizable faces from people who have been on television a long time. And this has nothing uh, against, <clears throat> and before that, who was it? Chris Jericho. Yep. Because he's the most recognizable face because of his time in WWE. And with Sting, it's his time being there. When now that the world is opening up and you're going to have live events or you have to go to these, hey, we want to sell bigger ad revs or we were going to do, we want another renewal or, hey, we're going to have, oh, there's been so many things that we have not spoken about. Like Big Show, uh, I'm sorry, Paul White is there. Why? Because he has another show. Before the pandemic, they talked about another show that was going to be on TNT. Right. That hasn't happened yet. And that's like, oh, wait, because we're crazy wrestling fans. We just want to know who's coming next. But, oh, by the way, there's another show that this guy's going to commentate about. And also, like, if you think about, like Tony Khan said, we're talking about 
another show? Would it be like a thunder to compare to what dynamite is? Or, you know, you look at dark, dark usually trends every Tuesday. Um, anyway, when you're talking about uh, familiar, familiar, uh, what am I trying to say? Familiarity? Familiarity. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there we Sorry. go. <laughs> I, that's a chair shot to the back of the head. I had time um, to set it up. It's all good. <laughs> for wrestling fans, but it's different when you're coming. Like you said, you met Shaq. You, you were impressed with his size. Yeah, you ever meet the big show? What you ever stand next to the big no, show? No. No one's going to be. People will say, I remembered you when you were in WWE, but he's okay. Well, great. Now I'm here. You know, uh, Willie Mays, the greatest San Francisco giant of all time. You know where he played his, ended his career? The New York Mets. No one ever said, uh, man, I remembered you when you were on the Mets. Eh, we all remember you when you were on the Giants. Uh, Tom Brady just did great things. Uh, won a Super Bowl uh, for the Patriots. No, no. Oh, wait, it was for the Bucks. You're going to have that. You need that for live events. You need that for all these different things. Uh, again, no slight on Kenny Omega. No slight on... on uh, anybody who's been there from day one, it's not the same wrestling company. Yeah. I experienced that in ECW. I'll tell you that uh, when we come out of break, but we experienced that when that we went on to our national television. And they, you know who was like our biggest acquisition? Raven. Why? Because he just came from WCW. Why? Because it was uh, more television households that he was on. And Boom. that network wanted a bigger star bigger than a Tommy Dreamer, bigger than a Sandman, bigger than a Rob Van Dam, bigger than a Sabu. There you go. Do you think I liked it? No, but this is for what network executives wanted. And they wanted someone who's an identifiable face. And how could you say that Tommy Dreamer, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and uh, Sandman are not identifiable with ECW? A network executive who may or may not watch professional wrestling. Oh, I know this guy with the crazy long hair. And a lot of people are talking about him because – uh, he just got. He just quit WCW. That's words, business. Words of wisdom and a peek behind the curtain from the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreber. All right. Hi, this is Adam Shine, host of Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The Adam Shine podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting opinions every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all of sports. We talk to celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine podcast, new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the podcast anytime on the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and Stitcher. I love it. I, I, that song definitely chosen by our resident 50-slash-27-year-old Andre, who uh, is the youngest 20-something I know. Andre, you are in your 20s, right? Yes, 24, going to be 25. Yeah, yeah. Man, you're old. You brought up an Anthrax reference earlier in the show, and now you're playing the Beatles. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you appreciate I was 24, that, right, I was getting uh, Singapore caned and feuding with Raven. 24, <laughs> Every, 25. Hey. Everyone has a different life path. Don't yeah. shame Andre for his. He's an old soul. I love Andre. Guns, yeah. on the other hand, I mean, come well, on. No, we all we all hate guns. That's clear. Um, but you know, at least we got Andre. That's uh, that's <laughs> the way choices. we're a positive group here on Busted Open. We're uh, we're Andre. The, I have Andre in my phone as Andre the producer giant. That's how he's the, in my phone. I have him as the producer I like in my phone, and then I have the other one as the producer I hate. It's very easy. I do have guns with a Z in my mm -hmm. phone. Fucking, he spells his name with a Z. I mean, it is Gunzelman, so I get it, but just like, yeah.
Don't hate, have, man. It's how don't you have hate. People, what do you mean, uh, don't hate? It's like Boys in the Hood with a Z. It's not 1992 guns. Guns. Is Ryan, I have you as Ryan. Serious XM Vegas. Okay. All right. I'll, well, I that's can, how I, I met you. That. Yeah. No. For sure. Absolutely. I have you as Tommy Dreamer. Actually, I have Tommy D because if I ever lose my phone, I don't want some stranger to come up through it and start going through my Rolodex and the MMA champions and the pro wrestling champ. I mean, it would be it could be problematic. I once about 10 years ago lost my phone at an event and then I had someone try to uh, hold my phone hostage and like blackmail me to get my phone back. And I'm like, dude, I'll just call the cops. It's got yeah. tracking. Like someone gets my phone, call Vince McMahon all you want. <laughs> call Scott Demore. Okay, now hold on. There's got to be one person in your phone. Like if someone got your phone that you wouldn't want them to call. I mine would probably. I don't need to. I just probably in the someone in the MMA world. Um, I guess yours would be Vince, or would you actually want someone to find your phone? No, Vince. I would say the most elusive character uh, in <laughs> professional wrestling, Beulah McGillicuddy. There's okay. literally. Two people who have her cell phone in the wrestling business. She she's the smartest one of them all because she got out and never looked she, back. <laughs> she dipped. She's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm out. I've seen it all. Thanks very much. Oh man. All right. Well, as we heard of the music there, as we set up the old soul, Andre, it is AEW Revolution Eve. Tommy Dreamer, very very exciting. We are 24 hours away, man. Let, just listen before we get to the card and we talk about whatever we're going to talk about. What are you most looking forward to? Is it the death match? Is it the tag match? Is it the surprise? Like, just uh, you're the wrestling fan, man. 24 hours away. What are you most excited for? Like you, uh, in your movie taste, uh, is just like wrestling. I recently just watched Friday the 13th, the first one with my daughters. And then you go back to, well, you got to understand this movie was so ahead of its time. It right. was like the original slasher film next to Michael Myers, but this was gore. And like, even then they, they turned on like uh, different killings and slittings of the throat. Cause back then it didn't happen. Uh, this exploding death match barbed wire thing. I personally like both Moxley and Kenny Omega. And I think right. they're two of the best in-ring performers of a long time. And then I ask why the hell are they getting themselves in this match? And I understand Kenny Omega is a storyteller and I understand that John Moxley is a deathmatch guy from his origins and doesn't mind. And I would be a hypocrite because I would do the same thing, but I'm not the wrestler or ever was that both of those two guys are. They're going, I know Kenny's a storyteller and I know John Moxley, but they're going to carve up their bodies when i last saw a vicious match like that yes it was terry funk and sabu and sabu was another athlete who was ahead of his game but had the scars to prove it and made it in this violent uh, world neither of those guys made it in the violent world why they're doing this the story they're going to tell but it's just wow so that's one the Young Bucks versus Jericho and MJF is, I know what Jericho brings to the table. I know what the Young Bucks are probably my favorite tag team and what they bring to this, this mystery ladder match that they have from the caller saying that it could be Kurt Angle. And then, wow, they're going to have somebody else. Right, right. Then now I'm, now I'm plugging in. That could be a Hall of Famer in that spot. And then someone else. Now I'm saying, what if Christian shows up in that ladder match? Well, and that's that's the red herring we like to, that's a term in wrestling 
uh, that we like to use. It's like, you think you got this, but oh, wait, you now have this. Um, Carlito could be in that match. If we're going this big mystery person, Rob Van Dam could be in this, but then they got a top, whoever that is. Um, So you have a lot of that where, uh, listen, I'm purchasing this pay-per-view, not because I support AEW, not because I support Tony Khan and his vision. And I'm a big fan of the majority of the wrestlers that are there. I'm buying it because I'm emotionally like uh, the guy from Puerto Rico said, I'm emotionally invested in this because I I'm excited for it. I wish it was live because I remember when we were in Vegas, when I was there for AEW and the town had that buzz. I miss what WrestleMania brings to the table or the Royal Rumble brings to the table where the whole town is talking about professional wrestling. When you have, you know, there was a follow-up the night before on TNT, we had Cody Rhodes on their show. Then there was a follow-up the next day on the same, it made outside news, which WWE for the longest time clamored for. There, this is a, a big, big week in professional wrestling, and I'm excited for Sunday. I really am, as a wrestling fan, and as somebody uh, who's who's still wrestling. I just, I'm very, very interested into this card, and not not only for for the tease, just for everything. Like I said, there's, I'm now at a buffet, and before I said about filet mignon and all the garnishes. I'm at a buffet and it's like, oh my God, there's prime rib. Oh my God, there's Chinese food. Oh my God, there's uh, fried chicken. Oh my God, like I'm having all this overload of all these different things. You want blood, you want violence, you're going to enjoy and a hell of a story, the, main, uh, the exploding death match. You want to see, again, a great story with amazing moves. You, they give you everything. That first hour that was the weekly winner, no asterisk gave you so much in one hour how do i not want to invest three hours of my time into sunday well it only took us just about three hours to get to the food talk and someone pissing me off but with the prime rib and the fried chicken and the buffet talk i mean that's a record here on a saturday show tommy that it took two almost three hours to get to food talk but you accomplished it my stomach is grumbling i got andre sitting here now he's got buffets on the mind he's texting in the text group how about that golden corral chocolate fountain we are unsavable here on this show. It is so true. I got Gabby chiming in on Twitter saying I'm terrible at everything. She's picking fights. She just, Gabby, it's the weekend. Relax, Gabby. You're off. Take a, take a, take a vacation. Have a drink. Mimosa Minute's coming up. Have a mimosa. Have a mimosa, Gabby. Everything's going to be okay. Listen, Tommy, this is a stack card from top to bottom. I'll tell you one of the things I'm really going to be watching tomorrow in 24 hours and it's something we haven't talked about yet and and, and it's something that the, the professional wrestling world is talking plenty about and it is the reset of Miro I don't know how AEW is going to do it I want to see something more from him I understand the last year has been terrible for the professional wrestling world in many regards I always feel especially um, empathetic towards AEW and the amount of debuts that they have had and the pops that the respective returns would have gotten from Matt Hardy to Miro and F- Brody Lee and everybody in between. We were really robbed of that. So I don't know what it would have been like had Miro uh, appeared in front of a crowd and, you know, everything could have been different. But what I do know here, Tommy, 24 hours away from revolution, I don't care that much about Miro and I, and I feel like that needs to change. Do you think they can get it back on track uh, uh, in 24 hours? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And he's another guy. I mean, <clears throat> the world was talking about there was a Rusev Day movement. Yep. That can, whoever they sign, I could always hand him a microphone and just be like, hey, man, talk. In the sense of, oh, I'm not the biggest acquisition this company's ever seen, blah, 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 blah. I could be a heel. I could be a baby face. If it is Brock, Brock versus Miro is one hell of a match. Oh, I'd love to see that. Absolutely. And go to like that whole, uh, I think it was like Sambo style that he was doing uh, in WWE a little bit. Yep. Easy, easy. There, yeah. There's so many different ways you can go about it. Listen, like we talked about, Matt Riddle was par probably part of the worst creative I have seen ever since, I don't know, my creative in WWE <laughs> at times. And Matt Riddle's now the U.S. champion. Yep. Um, and everyone forgot about the horrible creative that involved him because now he's, you know, the champ. You could, the best part about uh, professional wrestling, if you use a golf term, you get a mulligan. And you could change people in a heartbeat. You really can. There you go. The innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. All right, let's get some picks and predictions here, Tommy, of for the uh, AEW Revolution card. We're not going to go through all the, the 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 fights, but let's start with the ladies in that AEW's Women's World Championship. Uh, Mizunami obviously finding herself in this uh, finale here, taking on Hikaru Shida. Shida uh, in this in the midst of an extremely lengthy title reign. Uh, what do you think, Tommy? Is is now the time for that reign to end? Does it happen in twenty four hours at Revolution for Shida? I don't think so, no. Okay. All right. There you go. Short and sweet. I like it. The street fight between Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, and then obviously Sting and Darby Allen, uh, Tommy. This is a massive fight for a lot of reasons, but none more uh, important than the return of Sting after years away from the ring. He is the icon. He is a legend. He is a Hall of Famer. He's truly one of the greatest to ever do it. I know we're all excited. Uh, I also don't see Tommy in a way that uh, Darby and Sting lose this match. This feels like a winning spot for these two, and I'm excited to see it. I agree. I continue on the Sting Darby Allen path, and I give them a nice little victory. Sting's think of that friggin' 62 year old Sting is going to be in a match. Everyone was talking about the power bomb. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he shouldn't be taking this, but you're going to have Sting wrestling on this show. I to that's I totally forgot about that. How nuts is that? I, I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel terrible at my job. Uh, that we've done this whole basically three hour show and not really hammered that as much as we should have. Uh, but I guess, Tommy, it speaks volumes to the curiosity of the announcement that's coming. Paul White showing up. The fact that, you know, winter is coming was, you know, weeks ago. Sting's return was weeks ago. But that first match is happening right now. But that's kind of beautiful, right? From the standpoint that we actually built towards this. There was storytelling to this. We are getting this pay-per-view, Tommy. It feels like a pay-per-view and, and it's not Okay, it is because of some of the announcement, everything that's happening. But I think the main reason is that there's time in between, that there's time to build the story, that there's time to care, there's time to remember, there's time to grow. I think that's one of the main reasons, at least for me. All right. Yeah. Tag team match. Young Bucks, Jericho, and MJF. A lot happened with the inner circle. Uh Essentially, Young Bucks booking themselves into a blood feud a couple of weeks before this title match. I don't hate it. It felt a little 
disjointed at times. But as we're here 24 hours away, I'm very intrigued by what it means for the inner circle. I'm very intrigued by what this could mean for the Bucks. But you know what? Straight up, I'm just intrigued to see what these four are going to look like in a match together at this point in their careers. That's just a fun-ass tag team match. Absolutely. If I'm uh, a betting man, and I am, I go with Jericho and MJF because them as champions is a much bigger story for where I can go. You still have those little hints of deception or intrigue. You have perhaps one of the greater tag teams, LAX, maybe want to chomp at that bit at that title. Um, You have eventually, unless he's just going to be paid to sit home, Sammy, uh, come back. You have this whole mix with these two guys who are top talents, as well as I feel MJF is a Chris Jericho esque. Once Chris decides to hang up his in ring career and go literally strictly to the announcing booth, because that's where he will strive. Um, so I give that to Jericho and MJF just because of the stories I can tell after. All right. Main event. Barbed wire, death, exploding death match. Listen, you know the deal. It's for the AEW World Championship. It is as serious as it gets. Kenny Omega, John Moxley, the exploding barbed wire death match. We saw the plans last night on social media shared by Omega. I don't know which way this one's going to go, Tommy, but I do know it's going to be violent. What do you say? Yeah, um, I was first first row in the bat in the meaning where I saw the ramifications of that brutal barbed wire match between Terry Funk and Sabu. Um, I remember seeing Sandman and Mick Foley have one in Florida with no rope. Uh, It was just brutal. And Sandman's stomach gushing with blood and still has those scars today. It's going to be a great story. Hopefully that pyro guy better uh, be on top of his game. So uh, that's a, it's a very, very hard match to tell. And it's a, an insane match to have for your world title. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't, I, I don't want to make a prediction. If I'll make a prediction, I hope Don Callis explodes somehow and gets uh, blown up. <laughs> oh, man. You got to give the edge to Moxley because Moxley has uh, been in this wars before. All right. There you go. And uh, rest in peace, Don Callis. Best of luck to you as well as uh, Tommy Tommy Dreamer. Put the voodoo juju down on your head. It's a good way to end the relationship with AEW <laughs> and Impact. Just blow blow an executive up. I was literally going to say, well, it's a blow off. It's, 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 it's. <laughs> or it could be like a stif- <laughs> that'll be a, a continuation for uh, Wednesday. Don Callis has been blown up. Literally, he's no longer in existence. <laughs> Who shot Bravo? It Who could be like Callis? the end of uh, <laughs> if you go uh, with the special effects, the Matt Hardy, another match that we're just glazed yep. over. So, yeah, Matt right, Hardy versus right, Adam right. Page. Think of yeah. that great. But uh, if they do the end of Rambo where he shoots the arrow and the guy just blows up, they could just do that to Don. Just, that's I love how it. you get rid of the manager. The exploding tipped arrows. See, I love that. Great 80s references here on the show. All right, when we come back, we'll hit you with some more references. It's Mimosa Minute time. And yeah, you might think I would be going with Coming to America, but I'm not. So stick around to find out. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 